guys, welcome back. This is Castlin and Always Acting Up. This is a podcast where I will be sharing all of my personal stories and journeys as an actress in the entertainment industry. This episode, I have a special guest and we're going to talk about transitioning from an athlete to an actor. But first, I want to give a special shout out to you guys who have commented and rated on Apple Podcasts. Join me on uh, YouTube, Instagram, and all that good stuff. But first, I do want to give a special shout out to my producer, Hisani Johnson. All right. And back to my special guest. Okay, you guys, this is going to be my Olympic audition. And I know the Olympics are now going to be 2021. So we're going to talk about the would-be 2020 Olympics. And that brings me to my special guest. He is a 2012 2016 Olympian. He has two silver medals, one bronze medal. He's got a skill named after himself, and he is also an actor and now a gymnast as well, former gymnast and a podcaster as well. You guys, I want to give a welcome to Danelle Leva. Woo! Woo! Wait, I, I, I was here. expecting the um. The, the claps too but i guess i guess i'm not as cool as your producer but you know what understandable no. understandable producer i got you hey mm-hmm. all right absolutely <laughs> you just deserve like all the applauses in the world and i'm super excited to have you here today can, can i just say can i just say it's so cool that you have a soundboard and i'm like so jealous of that it's it's uh my producers i'm not even gonna lie nothing's mine that's mine this background is mine and uh the cell phone and I write my scripts and I do all of that good stuff and I edit, but for the most part, it's my producers. (laughs) So I'm super excited to have you here today. You know, I was actually editing my own podcast and I was getting stressed and I figured like I need a break and I was going through Instagram and I saw that you were doing a podcast as well. So I figured like, wow, this is like the perfect person to have on my podcast. So yay. Thank you for coming and joining me. Thank you for having me, honestly. Um, I think that the way we met was, it, it was really interesting. It was really fun because we were at this like, huge event and it was like, it really was so much fun. Um, yeah, it was the, um, I'm going to tell you guys, it was the Michael Jackson's, the Diamond Birthday Celebration here in Las Vegas at the uh, Mandalay, I was doing some red carpet interviews and you were walking the red carpet, right? Did I? I don't remember if Something I walked like the red carpet. I was definitely part. I was there. <laughs> I'll say that I was definitely there. Um, I don't remember if I walked the red carpet or not, but, um, yeah. And then we went to go see the show and that was super fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Cause like, y'all, there were so many cool people there. Like the actual Jacksons were there. Gabrielle Union was there. And, uh, there's this after party and I turn around. And I'm like, I know you, Danelle, <laughs> Danelle. <laughs> and he's hanging out. Y'all, he's hanging out with Kenny Ortega. And I'm like, how do you know Kenny Ortega? <laughs> Actually, I still want to know. How do you know Kenny Ortega? I, I met him there, actually. I, I met him there and we oh. just, we had a really nice chat. And um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure you know um, that show that's in Vegas, Larev. 
So I yeah. know like the casting director there and she went with Kenny. She's like, oh, let me introduce you to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, this is so cool. And Kenny Ortega is like, y'all, he did High School Musical. He did Hocus Pocus. He's on like a ton of stuff. So if you don't know, catch yourself on the IMDb. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, so many cool things. So can you want to, do you want to tell us about your podcast? Sure. Like, what's your podcast about? Because I was listening the other day and I have to admit it was quite entertaining Yay. i was really like sucked in i was like holy moly he's like being all juicy right now like tell me oh my god so tell us about your podcast thank you yeah um honestly funny enough um so i'm in miami now and i actually i drove down um from la which was uh quite a journey but yeah uh because of where I'm staying, I'm staying with my aunts and there's uh, there's like a, a baby who's not even two years old yet. So I haven't really been able to continue it, which is why like there aren't any more episodes right now. But um, mm. I decided to, to do the podcast because, you know, like we're all like in this kind of. What's what's the word I'm looking for? We're kind of in this like limbo of not sure Lockdown. what what we're going to be doing exactly. And, and I guess like for me, it was like you know, might as well start doing this. Like I've been wanting to do it for a while. I might as well just start doing it. And um, I'm really happy to hear you say that it was entertaining. <laughs> it was because I was like, you know what? I I feel like if I'm going to have you on my podcast, I feel like I should have a general idea of like what you're talking about. <laughs> and I found myself watching and I clicked next. And I was like, oh, next, Ooh. next. And I subscribed and I left a comment and I was like, this is there's actually quite a few things. Um, as a former gymnast myself, I can actually relate to like 100%. I was like, oh my God, he's speaking like words right out of my mouth right now. I know exactly what you're talking about. So um, yeah, w what is your podcast called? It's called Out of Bounds. Uh, and the reason why it's called Out of Bounds is because, I mean, obviously it's a term that is used in gymnastics and in a lot of different other sports, but it's also called that because I'm not just talking about gymnastics. I'm like going out of the boundaries of just what I'm known for. Um, so that's why I named mm. it that. And it's just going to, it's just on YouTube, right? Or is it on any other podcast platforms? Yeah, just right now. It's just on YouTube right now. Um, just because it was the easiest thing for me to do. And also, as you noticed, like the episodes are like pretty short anyways. So mm -hmm. Maybe later on, um, when I start filming them again, I probably will do them longer and I'll put them on like an actual like podcast, like server or something. Cool. And I, I think you have, you probably know so many people. You can have like so many cool guests. Like I know <laughs> even like Sean Johnson has, uh, mm -hmm. her and her husband, I was going to call her boyfriend, but her and her husband have their whole YouTube thing. Michaela yeah. Skinner has one. Like you can have a whole bunch of guests. Um, that would be dope. And the cool thing is you mentioned you're doing all these new things mm -hmm. and you're an actor now. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to talk to you about that because I have my own journeys and struggles going mm -hmm. from being an athlete and to an actor. And I even have people be like, how did this happen? Like, you were the most quiet, shy person I've ever met in my entire life. Like, what are you doing? And now you're on stage and you're, I was going to say shaking your ass, but you know, <laughs> you're doing all this stuff and... <laughs> so I'm I'm curious. Um, I have a bunch of questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, I actually I have I have one question for you. Okay. Um, because this is something that I get I get quite often. They're always like, "Well, why don't you do stunts? Why don't you start doing stunts?" Like that. I, like yeah, but like also 
first of all, my body's all broken. And second, that's mm-hmm. just not really what I want to do. Like, I want to be an actor who can do their own stunts. I don't want to just do stunts. Like, how do you feel about that? You know, that's actually one of my questions I was going to ask <laughs> you because I got that um, when I first started. Everyone was like, why don't you just do stunts? And like mm-hmm. a cartwheel is considered a stunt or like you, oh, my God, I fell and I can't get up. And you did like a little roll. That's considered a stunt. But um, I didn't know that when I was first starting. I I thought stunts was like jumping out of cars and being set on fire. And I was like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a similar situation. Um, I, I just didn't want, I didn't want to get hurt. I was kind of already like, ah, oh, my body feels so great from not working out anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I feel oh. good. I don't want to get hurt anymore. And, you know, to be honest, I just, um, I didn't want to train anymore. I was tired. I was really tired. I just didn't want to train. And there are so many other athletes who are stunt artists and and athletes, actors who are great at that and who actually want to do it. Um, And I just figured I'm just going to leave that for you guys. And um, I I also thought I could be wrong. I always heard that it was really difficult once you're known as a stunt actor to transition to being an actor. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, you're always going to be you're always going to be known as one thing. Mm hmm. But like, if I don't want to do my stunts anymore, I don't know. I just thought that's no, that's what I would kind of be known for. That's exactly that's exactly what I was feeling. You know, it's I I was worried worried about being like pigeonholed, like uh, as you just mentioned. But I was also like tired of like having to keep up my my like gymnastics um, <laughs> form. You know, like I, I was I didn't want to get hurt because I was already over getting hurt you know what i mean i just like i was mm-hmm. just like no no I'm, I'm i'm over it this besides acting is so much more challenging for me and like i really the, the reason why i left gymnastics is because i wanted to make a big change in my life and if i go into stunts mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a baby change you know what i mean and i want i wanted to do it like a full yeah you know i was gonna mention this later on in the podcast but i'm gonna tell y'all anyways um do you remember the movie Stick It? <laughs> yeah. So um, I was like just graduating high school. I had like just moved to LA and that movie was casting and uh, we heard about it. And I think I was on a background um, central casting at the time. And my sister, who doesn't act at all, but she was doing uh, background work. She heard about it and she's like, Caslin, you should do this. I was like, no, no. <laughs> And um, they were casting for Stick It, and she actually went ahead and sent my pictures and my videos to the casting director, and they kept calling me and calling me and calling me, and I was like, no. You know what? To be honest, I hated the sport at the time. I, yeah. I didn't want to be associated. I didn't want to yep. asso- be associated. I wanted a break. I didn't want to have anything. I didn't want to put a leotard on again. Mm-hmm. Like I hated the sport. It's changed. I, I don't feel this way at all anymore. But at the time I was like, I'm not doing it. Now yeah. in hindsight, I'm like, you're so stupid. Like <laughs> it could have been, um, it could have been a really great role. I probably could have gotten my sad card a decade earlier. I could have made a bunch of money credits, good representation. But at the time I was just like, nope. And they had called me like over and over and over to try and get me to be a part of the project or audition and, and at least talk to them. But I was just so stubborn at the time. So mm-hmm. that was a my bad on my part. But it's tough, though. It's tough because it's like a lot of these people, what they don't realize is that especially for people like you and I, from, you know, what I'm hearing you say about your experience, it's 
it's a lot heavier than other people realize. So for us, we really, we were just like, I'm done. I'm over it. I don't, I don't even want to be associated with it at all. I just want to do like my own Mm -hmm. thing. Like I just, I'm trying to move forward. And like, I understand because even me as well, like I gave up a lot of, um, opportunities as well in the beginning because i in a way i i hated the sport as well and i just hated it was just like all of the memories that came with it you know and i was just like i don't want to deal with it anymore yeah and i I think just for everyone listening um it's not that we like hate the sport it was terrible while we were doing it you just have to understand (laughs) that like for me as an example i started when i was two years old i stopped when i was 14 so i've had quite a lot of time to process and develop and do Mm -hmm. other things but like when we say we train every day, it's literally Monday through Saturday. Sometimes you have maybe Wednesday off and it's anywhere from four to seven, eight hours a day. And then the days off, you're so tired. You don't want to do anything else. You just sit there. So it's essentially Mm -hmm. like having a full-time job as a child. And when you're a kid, like you love it, like, and you do it and it's, you have goals, but you just need a break. It's like having pasta every single day with <laughs> butter. You just need a change. You just got to get away from it. You're like, I just, I need my space. I need something else. That's, that's how I felt about it. You're like, I'll take rice at this point. Honestly, I'll take rice and butter at least something. Yeah. Plain sticky white rice is fine. I'll take it. Um, so now that you have been, um, pursuing a career as an actor, how long have you been doing that for? Since 2016. I've been so like, Technically not very long at all. Like three years. Yeah, yeah, not very yeah. long at all. But um, it, it was really funny because, well, not funny, just like, <laughs> it, like, like tragic comedy type of funny where everything was really starting to like stack up and everything was really starting to fall into place. And I was like, okay, here we go. It's starting. And then we had the apocalypse. Oh, you know, I literally just had that conversation, um, with a friend the other day on actually one of my podcasts, the boo who dance in blues. And I was just saying how, you know, we build up, we build up, we build up and you're on this roller coaster and things are finally going. And then it just stops And it's not like a a normal career where you're like, oh, I'll just go back to work on Monday and I'll pick up from where I left off. It's not not quite like that. I feel you. We get it. Um, So I'm curious. We're going to take it like way, way back. Can't wait. When you were training and you were, yeah, (laughs) When when you were training, when you were a gymnast, when you were back in the gym, what were you like? Were you quiet or were you like a clown in the gym super focused like what was your personality like (laughs) growing up in gymnastics uh i was kind of all over the place if i'm being completely honest i (laughs) um (laughs) i because i've like always had social anxiety and so there was like a lot of moments where at first you know i was really reserved or whatever and like doing my own thing until like i kind of got to know the person and then i would like ease up but then at the same time i was always the first person to go and like introduce myself and say hi to like anyone new and try to like make them feel welcome and whatever. Um, and then like, as I got older because of, I'm sure like, you know, the toxic environment that, you know, um, you kind of start building this like anger, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not that you like want to be like that, but like a lot of times, like I would just get really angry really quickly, you know? And I just like, whenever I would do something, 
poorly, I would just get really angry at myself, not at anybody in specific, just like at myself. And so I was getting like really frustrated, especially towards the end. But, um, you know, I, I was always talking, I I have ADHD. So I was like, again, all over the place, you know, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but, but it was, I don't know. I would say that there was a balance, but not necessarily because like I said, at the end I was trying to be like ultra focused and, you know, just trying to do my thing and get out of the gym as, as quickly as I could. Mm -hmm. You know, I I'm smiling and I'm laughing, not because of all that, but I'm, I'm laughing because when you were saying I got really angry and I was frustrated towards myself, I would cry every single day. (laughs) I was that annoying person like that. I was so shy and so scared to express myself that I would just take everything in and cry. Like I couldn't do something I'd cry. You said something mean to me, I'd cry. And I tried to like keep it to myself. And so that's why people now they're like, you're an actor. Like I didn't talk (laughs) at all. It's a completely different thing. And, um, what changed for me is that, uh, once I kind of mentally just said, I'm done, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, you know, there's a, we could probably go into that like another time of like what really, really happened. <laughs> Different podcast. But um, once I kind of retired my career, it took a little while to adjust. And then it was like puberty just hit for me. Mm. I, I don't have any other explanations, but I just couldn't stop talking. I was dancing all around the house, which is something that would have never happened like a year ago. Yep. And once I started taking dance classes and once I went on stage for the first time, it was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this whole world changed for me. And so that's what sparked it for me besides watching music videos, which I was obsessed with. <laughs> what was it that kind of sparked it for you? Like what made you go, ah, I want to be an actor? So I've actually... I always knew that I was going to be an actor. Like, I always knew that that was just going to be what I wanted to do after gymnastics. Um, I just never, like you said, I never did anything because, like, first of all, we would train basically all day. And then when we weren't too tired to do anything, for me, it was all, I was always told that, you know, I, I just had to be completely and completely focused on only exclusively gymnastics so everything that i did outside of the gym Mm. you know like had to it had to relate back to gymnastics and if i didn't then i was going to get distracted and things weren't going to go like as well as they should um so that's the only reason why i didn't like start sooner but the thing that kind of switched on me which i mean it has switched and it kind of hasn't um you know the wonders of therapy (laughs) going to therapy and actually talking out my issues and figuring out y'all therapy's therapy's great we i I recommend it to everybody there's no there's no shame go take go go talk to somebody go to therapy it's worth it absolutely absolutely i mean it's it's really it's changed my life for real like as cliche and like frustrating as that sounds it really has changed my life it's amazing it does and just kind of like getting everything off your chest and realizing I'm not crazy, maybe a little, but there were other factors like digging in and kind of pushing their way into your life that maybe shouldn't have been there or, you know, the people around us sometimes, I think that they were probably taught a certain way and Mm -hmm. that's what they, that's what they know. And Mm -hmm. it may not be the right way, but that's the way they were taught. And that's how Mm -hmm. the people who taught them 
we're taught. And that's just this whole cycle that we have to break. So how did you know, like, all right, I want to be an actor. Like, how did you know what to do? Like, I'm just going to go knock on some doors and say, hi, I'm here. Like, how did you know what to do? Because you're in the age of like, uh, you can go on YouTube now and I guess say YouTube, I want to be an actor. What do I do? How did you know what to do? Funny enough, I actually, when I started, I didn't want to do anything on YouTube. I didn't really want to do anything uh, like Instagram related. And just it's just because there's a very specific, um, it's almost like its own genre, you know? And, and like, I'm sure as an actor and as a creator yourself, I'm pretty sure you understand what I mean when people who make that they're like Instagram famous or like YouTube famous, it's like a specific genre because even if they do like sketches and everything, it's still, it's not like a sketch that you'll see on TV. You know, it's not like a sketch yeah. that you'll see on a TV on like a show or, or or even like the performances, obviously, are not like something that you'll see. And, and so I didn't want to be known as like an Instagram famous or a YouTube famous person. I wanted to like. I get that. Right. Do it the real way, quote unquote. I started to realize that, first of all, that's kind of taking away from those people's like hard work because it is like really hard work to like be Mm -hmm. that successful but um on top of that i also decided that i was gonna make my own tv quality sketches and and content and just use those platforms to i guess show people you know my my hard work um Mm -hmm. but initially my my plan was to go out to la and and start classes and ask people like to give me advice and see what, what it is, what were the steps that I needed to take. And, um, that helped me a lot. Taking classes helped me a lot. Did you, when you moved to LA, did you know people here already or you're just, I'm going to move to LA and take a class and go for it. I was, I, I only had like actually like one friend honestly i think i only had one real friend that was an actor in la everybody else i i just met along the way and Mm. (laughs) that one friend when i told him i was like hey man he's been he's been in sag he's been a part of sag for uh over 30 years and he's like 36 or something like that so he's been in it like his whole life um wow yeah. And so when I told him, I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm moving to L.A. I'm going to be an actor. He was like, are, are you sure? Are, are you sure? There's like there's nothing else that you love. Like, are you sure? Like, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. But and I was like, no, no, not at all. Now I'm like, dang, dude, I I mean, I, love I know. It, but. Yeah, I, I, I get a lot of that, too. And I, I actually was curious if you had a lot of people kind of being like, mm-hmm. maybe you should do something else. And it's not that they're trying to just be mean. No, not at I think all. Everybody, I think everybody sort of knows how difficult it is. And so I'm sure you probably heard a lot of people try to guide you in a different direction or. Oh, that was actually that was something that saved me. Uh, honestly, uh, I went to. You know, Pink Taco that's on Sunset. Mm-hmm. I went there like maybe a month or two after like moving to L.A. And there was like a server there. And I was like, um, I bet that guy's an actor. And and then I like I asked him, I was like, hey, man, you're an actor, right? And he was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm more of a musician. But yeah, I'm an actor as well. And then I started having a conversation with him and like he gave me the best words of advice. And he's like, the problem with a lot of people that move to L.A. is that they they say 
if I don't make it in a year, I'm going to go back. And that's like the biggest mistake, the biggest mistake that you can make. And he's like, Mm -hmm. for an actor, the minimum you should give yourself is 10 years. Like if you don't make it after 10 years, Mm -hmm. then you can like go back and just do something else. But he's like, you can't, you can't say a year. That's not even close to the amount of time that to start building something, you know? That's why I was like, you know what? You'll be great at this because having a career in gymnastics, it's an everyday thing. It's a marathon. And I know we hear this all the time. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, but also like for everyone listening and, and maybe you don't know, a lot of the people you see on TV now, y'all, they've been doing it since they were kids. (sighs) Okay. It's not like they just went and knocked on someone's door and blew up. Like they've literally been doing this since they were children Yeah. or their uncle is Steven Spielberg. Right. You know, it's one of those situations that... I mean, Chris Evans literally has been doing... He's been acting since he was a literal... Like literally since a child. His mom was like... Scarlett Johansson, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he, Joaquin Phoenix as well. And like just now he won an Oscar. You know, his like first one, I think, or something like that. I could be wrong. I don't know. But, you know, it's it's all the same. You know, that is funny, though. Like, you can go in L.A. and you could look at, you know, the girl doing your nails or anybody. And you're like, you're an actor, aren't you? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> so I'm also curious, why L.A.? Because I was thinking, like, you're from Miami and Atlanta's close to there. But don't they film? Okay, don't hate me. Don't they film a lot of, like, Nickelodeon and, like, telenovelas in Miami? Have you thought about kind of conquering that I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That was like my one rule that I don't ever want to do a novela. Um, They're so good. (laughs) You know, actually, interesting. As an actor, you're going to appreciate this. Um, It's going to make it's it's going to make you equally frustrated as it is impressed. Okay. So they have to film those every single day. Mm hmm. Not once a week, like every single day. Yeah, like soap opera. So they can't be like learning. Yeah, they can't be like learning lines. So they have an earpiece and they have the writer reading them their lines like while they're filming. You just spilled some juicy information. Oh, my God. Wow. But how crazy is that? That's. How hard is that? But also like how dumb is that? You know what I mean? It's like the, both of them. That's crazy. Yeah. I actually taught myself um, because I had some trade shows that I was doing here in Vegas. And I was like, I just can't do this script right now. I can't get it. It's too much jargon. I actually taught myself ear prompter, which is a skill I actually highly suggest actors to do um, with their cell phone. Just just to have it, you know, or just so maybe in case you're on a telenovela that you know how to do it. <laughs> that's really interesting how do you do that how did you go about doing that so what you can do is um use your voice recorder on your phone um and okay. just record whatever script it is that you are going to have to do grab your ear set and play it in your ear and just start practicing like you can actually record it on another device so you can watch yourself but go in front of the mirror press play and everything that you're hearing just repeat it And the reason I'm saying record yourself so you can see if you've mumbled, stumbled your words, if you're getting the um, (laughs) inflections correctly, and um, just keep practicing, Mm. keep practicing like that. Sounds really hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it is. But it's like it's practice. It's just like anything else. Um, So now that you're an actor, what was your first audition like? Man, my first audition was actually a self-tape, and I didn't... That's awesome. It was... Yeah, right? It was not... um, 
a normal self tape. They specifically asked me to film myself, uh, like stumbling drunkily up some steps. And then I was like, okay. Um, and I did that. And then I actually, that's like, I got the part for that one. I was just going to ask it was for a short I was going to say, did you book it? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I did. I did. Um, and what was like your first experience on set as an actor? Like, what was that like for you? Funny enough, ironically enough, I had just moved to LA. Um, and I was there and I was like, I'm going to do the acting thing. And then I got a call from, she is uh, a reporter for NBC Miami. She's like, Hey, my brother's, uh, like a cinematographer and a director, and he's going to do like a series. And he actually, I told him about you and they like, would love to have you. And I was like, okay, great. Like when, and where is it? And she was like, Oh, it's actually in Miami. And I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> I was like, I just got here. So I had to fly myself out for like the weekend. Um, but it was really great and it was really fun. You know, like I got, I was like a, a dance teacher and um, that was even before I started any classes or anything. And mm -hmm. I did kind of, I did really well. Like I, uh, for my first time ever, like I actually watched it again, like the other day, you know, we did pretty well. Oh, there's a lot of dogs in here now. Great. Wonderful. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy though. Thank you, but I'm busy. Um, I'm sorry. You Thank said goodness. it was was it was it a short or what? What did you say it was? I missed it. Yeah, it was a short. It's a short film. Cool. Do you see this? Do you see I all can. of this going on behind me? You guys who are paying attention, he's got some dogs that just walked in and joined us. I see a tail. Can you please wagging you right in his face? <laughs> okay, Lily, stop, stop it. Thank you. Thank you. Can you go away now? Thank you. It's hard doing stuff at home. Get out of here. Especially like self-tapes. I actually was doing one the other day and my neighbor's dogs wouldn't stop. And I'm like, oh, sometimes it's just so hard to do things at home. Like I don't have, <laughs> I mean, I kind of have like a little bit of a studio, but you know, you still yeah. got. Sorry about that. Um, it's all good. We enjoy Don't it. edit that out. That's hilarious. No, we like it. Um, <laughs> we like all things like that. Uh, but yeah, self-tapes, self-tapes at home is, it's a, it's a hit or miss, you know? Mm -hmm. it's definitely hit or miss. You know, you have, maybe it's your neighbors that are moving furniture for some reason. Maybe, you know, like you have a police car outside or like an alarm that somebody won't turn off. Like, oh, goodness. I always get really nervous that like, if I have to scream in a scene that someone's like going to call the cops <laughs> or I'm going to start getting like, are you okay in there? So I feel like, and I think a lot of us, actors during self tapes probably hold back a little bit because they don't want to be yeah. too loud or whatever the situation is. We do the whole, ah. you know, like, <laughs> sorry. Um, and so now that you're acting and you have an extensive career in gymnastics, do you find any similar, um, I mean, any similarities between the two? Um, I mean, the work ethic is probably the most similar thing, but literally other than that, it is, it is completely different is 100% completely different. And the thing that I noticed, um, I want to say that it like hit me really hard was in 2018 where I was supposed to do like a job for something and then it canceled like very last minute. And then there was just like nothing, you know, and like as a gymnast, compete and you have a bad competition and you could just go back into the gym and you know mm. the, the you'd already know the next date of when 
you're going to go and compete again. Like, you know what you're going to work towards. But as an actor, you have no clue. Yeah. You have no clue when the next thing is coming at all. So it's like, it's hard because you're just like, uh, I'm, I'm so used to like this structure. What, what am I supposed to do yeah. now? Like, I can't go back into the gym. You know what I you mean? You work hard and you get results. And, and in this one, you're like, I can get results, but like, you just, there may, I mean, you may just be chilling at home by yourself, yeah. creating your own content for a little while until something yeah. pops up. But I have to agree. I, I was thinking about that and I've really thought about this over the years. Like, what are the similarities? And I, and I think like hands down, it has to be the work ethic Yeah. because had I not been in a sport that kept pushing me to go forward, I probably would have quit like eight years ago. Yeah. I probably would have just been like, oh, it's not happening. I'm done. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm also super, um, what's the word? I'm a little stubborn and I just, I just, oh, I yeah. just want to keep going. Like, I just, I know I'm going to have the career that I want. <laughs> it may not be the success that you think I should have, <laughs> but I know that I'm going to have my own success. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is super mm -hmm. great. Um, and now that's amazing. It's super admirable. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but it just keep going. <laughs> I just keep going. And you know what it is also like, I've already sacrificed so much and I've spent so much time away from my family and I've missed super important events. And I, I've got cousins that I've never even met before. And mm -hmm. that's really a crappy situation. But if I've already put in this much work for me to just stop now, like, for like it just kind of would feel like all of that work would have been for nothing so i might as well just keep going exactly um speaking of that is there anything that you know now that you wish you would have known when you first started i just think that i would have i would have convinced myself to start writing sooner mm. because i'm actually i'm actually like pretty good at writing and and i just you know the ignorance of not really knowing very much about like this industry coming into it. I was just like, I'm only going to be an actor and then everything else will come. Yeah. I think, Duh! I think, you know, everybody's like, no. like that. I think, I think it's like a thing for all actors that you're like, I'm going to move to LA and I'm just going to book a job. And every single one of us thinks that until you get here and you're like, Oh, Oh, you thought that I thought that he thought that. <laughs> She thought that. I think everyone just kind of thinks it's going to happen for them. And it does if you're Ashton Kutcher. But um, <laughs> for the rest of us, we may just have to work and do some other things, you know, and until we get the success yeah. that we want. Yeah. Um, and since you, you mentioned writing, is that something you'd like to do, like, in the future? Produce, um, you know, you got, like... Shaq and I was watching this movie the other day on Netflix um how we were made I know I'm not saying the ta the title correctly and LeBron James is actually producing it which I was like whoa um is that something you'd be interested in producing or the producing aspect of it um I would say yeah I don't I haven't like really completely looked into it because like I just I want to know everything that it entails as a producer because I know that there's a lot of people that they're like big actors and then they get the EP credit but it's just like are they actually are they actually the EPing or are they just handing over a paycheck it was a part of their contract you know mm -hmm. but um I because I I don't want to like half-ass anything you know what I mean I do I definitely want to be a director in the future mm -hmm. I definitely want to do cool. that um 
I, as far as like writing, I would prefer if I like had a team because I actually wrote a movie already. Uh, now I'm like just like in the process of like trying to wait. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm just kind of in the process of like trying to sell it now, you know, and that's like always the hardest part. But uh, actually, I might even ask you to. I'm trying to um, schedule like a table read, mm. like a Zoom table read. So mm -hmm. I might call you and have you be a part of that. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and I also, I don't know. Did you see my my last two posts on Instagram? Maybe. They were like, I, they were like IGTV posts. Like one of them was that it was like the dating when I was like bleeding through my nose and whatever. Um, let me look right now. I feel like I did. It was a while ago at this point, oh. but well, that one I, I wrote myself. I shot that one myself. Like I literally did virtually everything except for the editing, which I was going to also do myself. Mm. But like I had a friend of mine that came in actually to help me, but yeah. And then the, my, the very last one, that one, I, I co-wrote that one myself with uh, my friend who's also in it. Um, but all that kind of stuff, like I, I really enjoy the creating process of it all. You know, mm -hmm. like I want to, my, my, my literal like dream goal is to have a career similar to Dwayne Johnson in the sense that like the rock, if you pay attention to like all of the movies that he's been in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you like all of the movies that he's been in, it's like his team that are creating them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like there's maybe like one or two that, comes from a different company but like most of them they're all coming from like his think tank and that's like what i would what i would really want to do you know it's funny um i think that's awesome you said dwayne johnson and in my mind i'm like who's that who's that oh my god and then i'm like oh my god the rock <laughs> duh and i think i'm just so used to hearing him you know we call him the rock and i'm like dwayne johnson i don't know being the rock but yeah i was gonna mention that like um, I have a podcast. I talked about um, how I'm BFFs with Dave Bautista. No you got, way. You got The Rock. You have, um, you know, Terry Bradshaw. I, I mean, it's kind of a joke, but you got to listen to the podcast. Um, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, there's so many There's so many athletes that are now on TV. What do you think it is about mm -hmm. mm, actors? I'm sorry, athletes all wanting to be actors. Do you think it's similar to... Is it a work ethic that you think we all enjoy? We just like working hard. I don't. I, don't... <laughs> I think I I would say that the reason why a lot of athletes are successful as actors is definitely the work ethic aspect of it. There, you know, it does become a little bit easier for athletes that are in that sort of, I guess, platform, just because for Dave Batista and The Rock, they were essentially already acting in a way. You know what I mean? Because yes. like the whole the whole wrestling thing is very much, you know, it, it's an act, you know, I don't want to get a lot of hate mail from a lot of these wrestling fans, <laughs> but you know what I mean? They, they, their personas are characters. Mm. And, and so like people can at least like see them and they hear them and they can see them like be a specific thing. I think for us as like gymnasts, we're literally trained and it is literally the point of gymnastics to be emotionless mm -hmm. to make everything seem as seamless as possible we don't talk like there's nothing it's just all body you know what i mean which yeah. is why i think for most gymnasts we either go into the circus or we go into stunts 
You know, there's very few. We need a creative outlet of some sort. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to circle back to um, how uh, you said Dwayne Johnson has a team working (laughs) with him. I, I think that's great. I don't even know how to go about doing that, like how to, you know, get a team and be like, this is my idea. You guys create it. Go. But um. That's dope. Would you want to do something like action movies? You know, he's kind of transitioning into a little bit. He's yes, he does action, but he's sort of doing a little bit more. I think family friendly movies now. Is that something that you'd want to do? Is he really again? Well, I feel like isn't is he doing family friendly again? Well, like isn't Jumanji like family friendly sort of stuff? I, I guess because there's like the yeah, diehard movies, yeah. and then there's like you know the little bit action I mean, but friendlier. It's just for. For me, I would honestly, I, I want to do everything. I want to do every kind of genre. Like, if I could shape my career similar to somebody's career, I think I would choose somebody like, um, as far as movies go, probably Chris Evans, just because mm. he's literally done, like, he's done the romantic comedy. He's done literally the superheroes. He's done the more dramatic roles. You know, like, he's he's done a lot of different things. Um as far as like creative process, um, I would say somebody like Donald Glover or, uh, well, I guess now his name's Dave Bird, but Lil Dicky. Oh yeah. You know, like I don't know if you've seen his. Of course, I've have seen. Have you seen his show? Hi, I'm Dave. Yeah, of course, I've seen it. <laughs> that show is that show. It, it's like mind blowingly good, and he writes all of it. I was thinking because. You were talking about Donald Glover, and he's got a show called um, he's got a show uh, called Atlanta, and we all we know Donald Glover. He's yeah. done he's written on Community. He's had his own um, yep. music career, Childish Gambino. What if you yep. have Dave and Childish Gambino, or like I don't know, we'll just call him Childish Gambino, okay? What if they collaborated and had a show? Like, how epic would that be? I think that'd be dope. That would be amazing. I think that'd be crazy. And I think it's really interesting because like, of course you have one that's way more satirical than the other, you know, like that's kind Mm -hmm. of the thing that I respect about both of them that, you know, Lil Dicky is always more like into like jokes and like the lighter aspect of it all, you know, a little raunchier. Um, I actually haven't seen very much uh, Atlanta at all, honestly. You should. You know, guilty. I, I know, I know. But... It's. I've heard that it is funny, but I've heard that there's parts that you're just like, oh, damn, type of thing. Yeah, he does a really good job of talking about real issues in a way that doesn't shove it in your face. Like, he'll do it a really clever, brilliant way that you're like, oh, oh my God, wow, what is he saying? And I think that's what's so great about Donald Glover. I mean, I think he's brilliant. Actually, yeah, I think he's brilliant. We've kind of been fans with him of him for a while when he was just starting his Childish Cambino. I mean, he if his career, he's done stand-up comedy successfully. He wrote for I think he wrote for S- either SNL or 30 Rock. I think it was 30 Rock mm. that he wrote for. And then he went on to do Community also successfully. Then he did his music career also incredibly successfully. Then he did Atlanta, which won him uh, Golden Globe Awards, not only as an actor, but also as like the creator of the show. You know what I mean? Like that dude is a genius for sure. In my, like, in my opinion, that dude is amazing. I agree. Um, let's just say we're all on the Donald Glover bandwagon. Hey, absolutely. 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 And I'm going to transition us real fast here. One second. Ah, 
<laughs> okay, you guys. I just, I wanted to transition real fast. And I got my, uh, can y'all see it? The um, Olympic colors. I wanted to chat briefly with you <laughs> about the Olympics. Be and also Memorial Day. Uh, t okay, today is Memorial Day, but we are going to be releasing uh, in, in July. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Oh, in July. My goodness. Yes, we're doing this episode um, when the would-be 2020 Olympics would be happening Unfortunately, they can't because of the um, coronavirus pandemic, the safety. Apocalypse. Basically. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, yeah, mm. the Olympics aren't happening this well, year. How do you feel about that? Mm. We, we can just, we can just, we can just edit that, edit that out. That's fine. <laughs> we might, we might, we might not. So how do you feel about the Olympics being canceled right now? As an athlete yourself, any words of advice, anything you got to say to those athletes? I think it's incredibly difficult. I genuinely cannot fathom myself in that position. Like, I'm so happy uh, in a very selfish way that I retired when I did, because if I would have still been training, I would have... I would have gone crazy for sure. It's you know, four like extra I actually, years. I'm friends with, yeah, and and so and then it's a whole extra. It as just I don't know. Like I, I'm friends with with um, an Olympic fencer. Her name's Monica uh, Aksamit. She got bronze in 2016, and we've been talking about it. And she's just like, honestly, I spent so much money for this year, and like. A, a, a sport like fencing they don't really get like any funding at all mm. you know so she had to like basically go into debt to try and make the olympics you know and and now there's no olympics so it's like it's really hard you know and like having to think about that kind of stuff is is incredibly difficult and so i just i want to kind of remind um more so the fans that if you see a lot of the people that you follow decide to retire after this whole thing like honestly don't don't like hate like for real don't say anything bad don't make them feel bad for like wanting to uh you know move on with their life because it's as tough as it is to stop your job for however long and then get back to it imagine like having to retrain yourself it's like what we were talking about imagine if somebody told you right now Kaz, like hey tomorrow you start training again like you would lose your mind mm. like look at that look at that face <laughs> you would lose your mind yeah like how much anxiety did you feel just now like are your hands already sweating you know what i mean i like, just instantly felt sore and these people that's what i'm saying you know so yeah. it's it it has to be it has to be in a way devastating, you know, mm -hmm. and like all I can do is like show as much support as I can to these people. Yeah. And I, you know, I've heard a lot of talk. They're like, oh, you have a whole extra year to change, uh, to, to, to train. And I'm like, but you also have a whole extra no, year to get injured as well. It's a whole yeah. extra year of anything can happen. And I feel, I feel for them. I agree. But th they're also not taking into account that it's absolutely not an extra year whatsoever. It's really not. Mm -hmm. It's because first of all, yeah, because nobody's, nobody's training, training right, right now. now. Nobody's training. Like it, it's, and then all the, the time off that you're going to need because people are absolutely going to be 
way, probably way more sore now than they were if training would not have stopped. You know, people are going to be way more wary of, like you said, getting injuries. It's it's going to be a really tough roster. Honestly, I'm intrigued, um, but I'm a little bit worried for for our athletes. And when I say our, I literally mean throughout the world. I would say everybody. So this is a quick shout out. We love you. We know you're working hard. We support all of your decisions. Yep. Um, and I, the reason I was curious about it, um, because usually in the entertainment industry, every uh, year leading up to the Olympics, there's just Olympic commercials like crazy. So yeah. I'm sure I was, I was yeah. curious if you were kind of trying to work out, getting, uh, trying to get into some of those commercials. Cause you know, it's fatty money right there for doing basic stuff that you know how to do. I mean, I think I, I think it'd be really interesting. Like if we think about it, uh, the circumstances, like if I were to be in an Olympic commercial, I feel like people would be incredibly confused and be like, wait, you're training again. Are you, tra are you mm. back? Are you, what? what's going on you know what i mean and i would just be, i would probably just be laughing like with these like you said like in sitting on top of my pile of money and being like ha 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 but um i don't i don't know can you because... put me in a silhouette so no one can see my face <laughs> i don't i honestly don't know because also my manager for a while you know like i actually i run my ideas by her and i had this idea of doing something that it wasn't necessarily related to me being an Olympian at all, but it had like Olympics in it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I like the idea. I just, I want you to step away from that because I'm trying to really pitch you as an actor only right now. So she's like, let's put that like on the back burner. And I was like, you are absolutely right, ma'am. Thank you for being you. I was curious about that. I was I wasn't sure if you were trying to like shy away from that and be known as Danelle the actor, or if you still wanted to kind of use that to kind of nudge your way in, in the doors. So you are trying to kind of build yourself up in a new way, really, and be known as an actor. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think my ideal, my, th this is like what I picture, um, quite often. I like, I either lay in bed or I'm in the shower and I'm just like visualizing myself on like, probably with Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Fallon, whoever, whoever books me first after getting, after doing something that's worthy of me being on one of those shows and have, and the conversation goes, and by the way, you were in the Olympics mm. as well, weren't you? Mm -hmm. You all, you know, that's like the ideal situation where I'm like, yeah, I was, I absolutely was. Is, is that like getting on one of those talk shows, like your moment when you're like, I've made it, I'm here. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent, you know, like, dude, the daily show with Trevor Noah, I think would be, I love Trevor Noah. I think you like really made it. You know, who doesn't love Trevor Noah? He's amazing. He's charming. Um, <laughs> um, that or being like with Stephen Colbert. Cause he's just incredible. Seth Meyers, honestly, anyone, anyone. That was it for me too. I, I always said that. I'm going to know I made it when I'm on the Jay Leno show, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. However, that's not possible anymore <laughs> because he doesn't do that. So um, let me go hang out with one of the Jimmys and Ellen. I have to get on the Ellen yeah. show. Like Ellen oh, is Jimmy. like, that's when I've made it. Like, let me dance my butt all the way up to go hang out with Ellen. I'm that's it. I made it. Game over. Done. I think I think I think Jimmy Kimmel is definitely 
like my my goal for sure you know being just because he's he's just so funny he's so funny you know and he's just like so dry about everything and i want to mess with him so bad i want to mess with all of them honestly i've been like writing notes down and (laughs) things of like when i'm on the show i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up and i'm gonna make them feel embarrassed you should they they that would be awesome well that's a goal and then um you know, I couldn't have you on the show and not talk about American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah. You guys, let me sort of set this up for you guys. Um, and I'm going to post a link below. I'm going to go find it somewhere and I'm going to post it because you guys have to watch this. So Danelle goes on. It's on my Instagram. W- what's your Instagram handle? Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. Oh, uh, okay. My Instagram handle is at Danelle J. Leva. It's spelled D-A-N-E-L-L-J-L-E-Y-V-A. And um, yes, please continue, Cass. Okay. Um, I'll I'll post all the information. So, y'all, Danelle goes on American Ninja Warrior, and he's jumping all over these things, and he jumps on one. You're like, oh, no, he's going to fall. And then he uses his, like, gymnastic strengths, flips his butt over, and he stays on. It's epic. I cannot even describe it. You have to go and watch it. But, yo, this went viral. I saw this everywhere. And I'm like, this is brilliant. (laughs) Like, nobody else could do this besides a gymnast, besides you. Like, and you're so quick on your feet to even think about doing that. Can you tell me all about American Ninja Warrior? Did you approach the show? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> so, funny enough, I I didn't. I was actually, that was another kind of one of those shows that uh, initially I didn't want to do because, again, I was just trying to pull myself away from being Danelle the Olympian. Um but they reached out to me. And after the casting director reach, reaches out to you, you, kind of, I was just like, well, I guess I have to do it now. Mm-hmm. And it always seemed like a lot of fun to do the obstacles and stuff like that. But I, I will say it was really rough because, you know, what well, I filmed in LA and it was like March. So it was like cold mm-hmm. and it was in the middle of the night, like literally like I got there the first night I got there at around 9 p.m. And I didn't get back home until 7 in the morning. Wow. So you're basically in zombie mode trying to do these obstacle courses. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next night, very similar. I got there at around like 4.30 p.m. And I did again, didn't get home until like 6, 7 a.m. And then when I went to Vegas. Wait, you had two days? Two days? Is there like a qualifier round? And then? Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you do the city qualifiers, which, you know, it's like over 100 people that try um, to make the course. And then within those 100 and whatever people, there's, uh, I want to say, 30 people that make the next night, which is like city finals. And then from city finals, you make you you land in the top 15 of your city to make it to Vegas. Holy moly. Um, Yeah. And then when you get to Vegas, it's like another four rounds but anyways um so yeah that first night whatever nine to seven the second night like four thirty to seven and then i went when i got to vegas it was very similar as well and we i mean you you can appreciate this it was like june or july it was in the middle of the desert oh and oh <laughs> luckily it was in the middle of the night so it wasn't as hot it's still like a hundred degrees here at nighttime yeah, and it, well, I guess in the desert, but it 
it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's like all you don't know. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, and that's that happened at like three in the morning mm. that like that flip. So when I funny enough, when I was going, the person I think he had gone either right before me or the or like two people before me. The dude that went literally fell the exact same way that I did. He got tripped up on the second one, fell on his chest, and then just fell into the water. But I didn't see it at all. Mm. I was going, and I actually had two saves. I keep hitting the mic. Jesus. I I had two saves where, one, I overshot something, and I almost missed, like, the landing pad. So I had to, like, adjust my feet behind me and then do a roll. And everybody was like, whoa! And uh, it was just normal to me. I was just like, okay, continuing. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to that, you know, I, I ran that, that obstacle was one of those unnecessarily hard obstacles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I got there and I tripped up and I saw myself falling and I was like, uh Oh, well, guess I got to grab on. And I grabbed on and then I was like, okay, move your head over here. Don't hit your <laughs> head. And I was like, Oh, bend your knees. So you don't touch the water. Whoop, bent my knees. And I was like, Oh, I have some momentum. I can just swing up and over it. And I swung up and I stood up and I was like, okay, cool, cool. Balance, balance. And finished it. And I was like, great cool it was epic you guys have to go and watch it he literally does like a little pullover on this like mini mushroom looking thing it's it's so so cool like (laughs) i mean the reason it went viral because you're like what how did somebody make this like no way but um do you know do you know who who that guy juggling josh is or whatever no is that one of the hosts no he was no no he's like a like an instagram famous person because he's like really good at juggling and he does some like crazy trick shot stuff Mm. but on t- he put it on his TikTok, and I think he had somewhere around 50 million views or something like that, mm. and he didn't tag me. Mm. And then some people were like, oh, like, tag this person, tag this person, never tagged me. And then he reposted it a second time and again didn't tag me. Wow. And then Gary V recently also, he used that video and superimposed his face on my head and somebody had to like tag me in his comments and and be like tag this person i was like what is going on dude um yeah that's super crazy it's so easy it's so easy to give credit it's so easy to give credit to like you know i i talk about that often about just Maybe I don't talk about it often, but like, yeah, you want to give credit. It's so simple. And so I also do photography and like, it kind of bothers me sometimes when people post my picture and, uh, they don't put my name on it. And it's like, that's my art and that's my work and that's my job ultimately. And that's how I get other work. So sometimes it's just like, yeah, yeah, you could have, yeah, could have tagged me. My least favorite thing is when they put filters on my photos. I'm like, y'all, I, I spent so much oh, time. God. I spent so much time editing this <sighs> and y'all put a filter on it. Can't, I cannot. Yeah. But that's what I was curious. Like, did anything come from your video is going viral because no, I got like cool people that reposted it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even, I honestly don't even think I got a boost of followers. Um, I just got a few cool people that reposted it and stuff like that. Um, I think somebody, uh, Angela Kinsley, which she was like on the office, I think she tweeted something about it and I was like, oh my god. Um, but that's really the extent. 
See, I always wonder how stuff like that happens because here you are, this athlete doing this like crazy thing. I would imagine in my mind and my little world that you would have like movie producers and directors being like, I want that guy to come and be in my movie and do this trick because I see like Instagram influencers. I love you guys. I'm just talking about it. I see people who are like, don't do special skills, getting these opportunities. I'm like, I'm sorry, wait, what? I don't know how things work. So I am always really curious I don't, about that. I, I honestly don't. I don't know either. I wish I did. I wish I did, but I really don't know either. Well, you never know what the future may hold. There's always things popping up. And what I always say is sometimes like it may be like eight or nine months from when you audition for a project, from when you actually hear it, hear about it and you booked it and you're like, I auditioned for this when? They're like, yeah, you auditioned you for forgot. this in September of 1999. Don't you remember? And you're like, can, yeah. can you tell me about this project one more time? My favorite <laughs> my favorite is when you do an audition and you do well and you forget about it because the weeks go by. Mm-hmm. Weeks go by. And then you get a call back and they're like, yeah, just bring in the same sides. And you're just like, the same sides? What are you talking about? The same- I don't know. Where, what, what am I, where am I going? What audition is this? Yeah. What? What? Is this a paying project or not? Who is this? Yeah, I I, <laughs> I know. Um, so we're we're almost at our end here. Is there any other um things you wanted to mention or like advice you'd like to give to any athletes who'd like to maybe move and transition into the entertainments or arts of some sort? Yeah, absolutely. Um the biggest advice I can give you and hopefully the most helpful is do classes. Mm. do classes don't don't get married to the one class your first class like take different classes you know unless you find somebody that like you truly feel is like like changing the way that you view things and changing how you approach your craft whatever it is you know i i went through three different uh acting no sorry one two Four, four different acting teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of them were actually st- like within the same studio. But when I left and I went, I found this other guy. His name is Craig Wallace. He he truly changed the way that I just approach acting in the way like I go about my own thing. And I'm luck. I'm I'm happy that I did that because if I would have stayed in the other place, I would have just stayed stagnant. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's the other advice. Like, don't be afraid to try something else. You know, like maybe that is the greatest thing for you, but maybe it's not. Um, I would say just learn other things just so that you can have an understanding. Because it's it's just really nice to be able to speak to like a director or a cinematographer or just any any other person that's not an actor on set and get and like ask them different questions because ultimately it will make you like a better actor. That's what, what I've realized, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've learned more about editing and stuff like that. And, and recently I heard this thing about how an editor looks for an actor's blink because that's when they know that the thought is done, you know, and sometimes they do it earlier. Sometimes they do it later, you know, and things like that will ultimately help, you know, just learning about the craft and not just acting, but really everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it also, um, a lot of the people doing sound and other jobs on set are also directors. They also write their own exactly. projects. They're just exactly. trying to make a dollar on someone else's set or helping out a friend. 
Um, and or actors or something like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, before we get into our moment of positivity, um, you did drop your Instagram <laughs> handle already. Can you tell us how to find your YouTube page, how to stay in contact with you, your Instagram, all that good stuff? I will drop it in the, the comments uh, below, but go ahead and tell us anyways, okay. just so I don't butcher it. <laughs> yeah. So my YouTube, I am pretty sure I linked my YouTube channel to my Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just my name also. It's just Danelle Leva, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and if it's not, the easiest way will probably just be to go to my Instagram, which again is my first name, Jay, my last name, which is Danelle J. Leva. That's also my same uh, handle for Twitter. And I do TikToks every now and then. Um, I try, I really try and make them funny. You know, it's, you know, I try, I try my hardest. <laughs> I think it's entertaining. I was watching your podcast. I was like, I could see how people watch this. Besides like you're dropping some knowledge and some deets. Uh, I was like, this is entertaining. Like Thank I, you. I would watch this. Thank you. Cool. Well, make sure to follow him there. And, yeah. and we are going to transition into our moment of positivity. Nope. That's not it. I'm struggling today. <laughs> <laughs> Here it goes. That's it. Right. And every episode, I like to finish it with a moment of positivity, a thought, a quote. You kind of gave us some really great advice already. But um, I'm going to give the honors to you if you would like to share oh. some positivity with us. Okay. Um, sure. I'll reiterate something that I heard Tom Hanks say. Ooh. Um, and I think it's very relevant to the times um he was on the hollywood reporter i want to say the round table and he said the one thing that helped him the most is to realize that this too shall pass is just so important regardless mm -hmm. if you're having a really bad time and if you're in a really bad spot this too shall pass if you're having a great time and something positive this too shall pass mm -hmm. you know so just try your hardest to live in the moment and and be be where you are and and my favorite quote from kung fu panda funny enough is yesterday is history tomorrow's a mystery today is a gift that's why it's called the present so let's live in the present as much as we possibly can hmm. i love it and if tom hanks says it you guys that means it's exactly. real. It's true. Listen to it's the America's Hanks. dad. It's America's dad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I loved that. And that's going to wrap up our podcast. So thank you for joining us. Um, I hope that we have inspired a lot of athletes out there or anybody else who's thinking about transitioning to a new career to go ahead and do it. It's going to be a bit of a journey, but you have to keep going. Mm -hmm. So, um, absolutely. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for joining us. You guys make sure to go and follow Danelle on all of his uh, platforms. And of course, yours truly. Um, join me. Follow me on Instagram at Castlin Rose. That is C-I-S-L-I-N. And I think that's about it. You guys make sure to rate, like, comment, subscribe. And I will see you next time.